Hello everyone, welcome to episode number 10 of the Make It Stack Investment Podcast. My name is Will and uh, today uh, we're going to be talking a bit about uh, cash versus stock. So yeah, the current article I'm going to be sort of going through today is why holding cash is trash in 2021. Okay, so um, you know throughout your life, there is a good chance that the majority of the assets that you own, apart from your home, will fall into two main categories. So the first one is cash. Second one is stocks or investments. Okay, And so striking the right balance between stocks and cash is very important. If you hold too much cash, you lose out on long-term returns. And hold too much stock, you could face uh, liquidity issues in the event of a uh, financial crisis or a uh, you know severe depression in in the stock price. So how have stocks and cash performed relative to inflation over the long term? So um, I could only get good quality stock data that went back to 1987. I don't unfortunately have access to a Bloomberg terminal really. So um, yeah, I've got to sort of make do with with the data I can find readily on 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 the web. In the public domain um so yeah got good quality data back to back to 1987 um so i've basically compared um total returns of cash on uk savings accounts uh the msci all country world index which is basically a global stock market index and lastly i've looked at the consumer price index which is basically a measure of inflation and so, um, yeah, it's easy to benchmark returns against inflation. So what I mean by that is that beating inflation is the aim uh, of every investor. So so if returns don't keep up with inflation, you are essentially losing purchasing power, which is exactly the opposite of why one chooses to save. Because if you think about why people invest, you're basically investing to have higher purchasing power in the future. So you're deferring consumption today for more consumption um tomorrow so yeah so what does the previous chart tell us so let, let's just uh have a look at that chart so basically um the cpi um goes from 100 to um about 300 so it's it, we, i've indexed it to 100 so, so basically um cpi has tripled between 1987 and 2020 um whereas uh the total return of savings deposits so like putting money in high yield savings accounts has gone from 100 to uh, just over 400 um so what 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 you can infer there is that uh, if you'd put your money in in uh, savings accounts over over the period of 1987 to 2020 you will have resulted in higher purchasing power so that's good you've you've kept your um, purchasing power, not uh, inflation has not eroded your wealth. Okay, but this is the crucial but here. What has the stock market done over that same time period? So from 1987 to 2020, the MSCI All Country World Index went from 100 to 1900. Okay, so you will have 19 times your capital over that amount of, uh, over that time frame, 
which quite frankly has knocked the spots off cash and savings accounts in general. Okay, um, so that's just something to, to, to bear in mind. Okay, so since the global financial crisis, uh, cash has been trash as a way of saving for the long term. So um, the global financial crisis of 2008 resulted in poor liquidity in the banking sector and poor economic confidence. Um, as a means of bolstering growth, economies decided to implement expansionary monetary policy whereby interest rates were significantly reduced. So if you recall, um, if you're in the UK back in 2008, I think it was, uh, the base rate was reduced from 5% to 0.5% in quite a short amount of time in order to uh, prop up the economy from the financial crisis that was occurring. And so um, I've done some more analysis looking at how um, the average UK savings account would have performed against inflation between 2008, so the onset of the uh, credit crunch, and 2020. And so, um, again, I've re-indexed it to 100. Um, but essentially, the total return on cash in that period of time, so from 2008 to 2020, is about 20%. Okay. Uh, and what's inflation done over the period? Well, it's increased by, uh, yeah, just under 40%. So over a 12-year period, the returns on cash have failed to keep up with inflation. And this means that saving money long-term has yielded negative real returns. So cash was definitely trash in that period of time. So the onset of COVID-19 in Q1 2020 resulted in central banks uh, injecting unprecedented amounts of money into the economy. So, so this this uh, dwarfed the response uh, in 2008. And so according to economic theory, an increase in the money supply will put downward pressure on interest rates. You know, if there's more, if there's more cash in circulation, people won't, uh, you know, um, there's more supply. And so the, the price of money, i.e. interest rates, um, will, will go down in theory. Uh, furthermore, increasing the money supply faster than the real growth and real output of an economy will also cause inflation, um, which could be on the horizon. And I think, you know, yeah, looking forward to the rest of this year, there's certainly been uh, a lot of sort of academic writing and also writing in, in, in financial markets generally about inflationary pressure. You know, the Fed have uh, quite famously said that um, you know, it's going to be transitory in nature, but a lot of people are skeptical, just given the fact that there's just been so much, uh, you know, stimuli, monetary stimuli, going to the U.S. economy and and sort of other developed economies too. Um. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh. So, okay, so cash returns have been poor over that last decade. But at least it's not risky. Stock markets, on the other hand, can crash. Doesn't that matter? Question mark. Um, yeah. So, so that is a fair point that that needs to be considered. You know, cash, uh, you know, isn't risky in the sense that it's not subject to market volatility. Holding cash provides mediocrity at best. Investing in the stock market is a lot more uncertain. Uh, you can generate double-digit annual returns in the stock market, but you can also risk sharp falls in value as well. Um, this is where investment time horizon comes in and is a key consideration for individuals. So um, 
I've done some more analysis on this, um, and there's a table in front of me now that basically illustrates um, the, the 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 sort of importance of time horizon. So basically, using the previous data collected, um, i.e., from 1987 to 2020, I've calculated the number of periods in which stocks outperform cash over the period. So uh, there are four. Um, differing period lengths so one year three year five year ten year and i've basically done rolling rolling returns uh on those periods and what i've looked at is what percentage of the time does does stock uh yeah so does the stock market outperform cash over a given one year three year five year or ten year period and what you find is that um if you have a one year time horizon stocks outperform um 73 percent of the time but uh, if you if you increase that time horizon to ten years, uh, stocks outperform by stocks outperform cash eighty eight percent of the time. So there's there's a, there's a distinct increase in the probability of success. Um, so the phrase "time in the market, not timing the market" comes to mind. I.e., the longer you can keep your money invested, the greater your chances of success. So how much cash should you hold? Well, that, that is a great question. Uh, and as a general rule of thumb, people say that individuals should hold enough cash to cover six months of expenses. Uh, and this is also known as a rainy day fund or an emergency cash buffer. There's also other names like, like liquidity fund. You know what the finance, the finance industry is like in terms of uh, having, having multiple words that mean exactly the same thing just to confuse everyone. Um, so yeah, Bear in mind your investment time horizon. So the amount of cash that you hold should be linked to your ability to weather volatility in stock markets. So if you know that you require a large amount of cash in the short to medium term, e.g. for a house purchase, you know, you could you could be staring down the barrel of, of um, you know, paying paying a deposit for a, for, for a house. Um that that means that, that you have a diminished ability to weather stock market volatility because let's say your house deposit was 40,000 and you have you have uh, just about that 40,000 pounds of cash if the stock market takes a hit and goes down 20% you're you're going to be well sure of of being able to pay for that house uh, if if that money is invested so uh, you know, you might want to take action and to de-risk your portfolio, i.e., sell part of it, um, to 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 sort of limit your your market exposure in the lead up to that that purchase. And so, um, once once you're comfortable with your amount of money in your rainy day fund, uh, you can set up a direct debit to invest a fixed amount of money per month, which keeps your cash buffer constant. So. This will ensure that any excess cash uh, is invested into the stock market and has the ability to generate higher returns. So, yeah, just to just sort of uh, unpack that a little bit. Once once you've established um, how much money you need in your in your in your cash fund, let's say, you know, uh, you're renting and you, um, you know, you're not, you're not going to have any big purchases soon. Um Let's say, let's say you need five thousand pounds or uh, four thousand pounds cash, for example. That means that um, if you ever have excess money above that four thousand, 
um, that can be invested in the stock market. And so you're being capital efficient because the worst thing you can do, as we've seen earlier in the in this episode, is that um, you know ho- uh, holding too much cash uh, ultimately can, can result in in poor returns uh, for investors. So so yeah, so don't sit on significant excess cash. The consequences of doing this could burn a hole in your wallet after inflation. Okay, so let's just uh, let's just wrap this up now. So, um, what is the key summary? What are the key points that you can take away from this episode? So, over the long run, firstly, stocks have massively outperformed cash as a means of saving. Secondly, cash has become significantly less attractive as a method of long-term saving post-global financial crisis. And this trend will likely continue given the expansionary monetary policy to combat COVID-19. The longer your investment time horizon, the greater your chances of success in the stock market. As a general rule of thumb, investors, uh, individuals should have a rainy day fund, which covers approximately six months of expenses. And if you are looking to make a large purchase in the near future, for example, a house purchase, you should increase your cash weighting to mitigate downside risk. Okay. And finally, yeah, don't sit on significant excess cash. The consequences of doing this could burn a hole in your wallet after inflation. So I hope this has been useful. Uh, please feel free to to leave a review if you can. And um, good luck with your with all of your investing uh, ventures. Um, Please don't construe uh, any of what I've said as as, uh, as financial advice. If you are unsure of making any investment decision, please contact uh, your financial advisor. Um, and yeah, yeah, know someone who would benefit from listening to this. Yeah, feel feel free to share this and spread the word. Um, okay, guys. Well, thank you very much. Um, my name is Will Waterhouse, and this is the Make It Stack podcast. Thank you.